Hey guys, welcome to Pow Hana. This is Neil. Happy Lunar New Year. Lunar New Year, New Year. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. President's Peace. Day, Valentine's, Martin Luther King. You know, inauguration, possible coup. Did you get vaccinated? No. Not yet? Not yet. Why, did you qualify? Fuck no, I don't qualify. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be the last person you know, probably. You're probably considered an essential in your business, right? I've so. never heard construction being brought up yet. But construction case. never stopped. You would think you guys are in that window. It probably depends on your company, right? How how much they want to work with you for that. Even my dentist said that it hasn't gotten down to them yet. I, I mean, to be honest, like I don't care like what industry it is like. If as long as you're as people are getting it, mm-hmm. what would be worse would be. If somebody has the opportunity to get vaccinated, then you say no or you don't get it, that is a travesty. Mm. I haven't heard of too many people saying no. Not in our community. Yeah. Not in not in Hawaii. You've you've heard like the um the percentages and the the I guess the polls and stuff like that. Like people they poll people it was like if you have if you had a chance to get the vaccine, would you get it? And it was like what, 30% said no. I'm sure some of it was the fact it was a little more politicized prior to the vaccine being available. Some people might have changed their minds. Other people are, are probably more anti-vax anyway. So it's hard to say at this point because there's still people who are, there's just so much polarization because of the thing. You know, because even when Kamala Harris is like, oh, if, if the vaccine comes out and Trump's still president, are you going to take it? She's like, no. Oh. And then... You know, when the vaccine came out and Trump wasn't president, she took it. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty polarizing. That's very in polarizing. a leader in a leadership position. So, I'm yeah. sure people have, you know, when they talk about the black communities, but, minorities, you know, yeah. But then there's like this, yeah, with with the minorities and stuff like that. There's this general distrust of 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 the government to begin with. Yeah. And because this is a government rollout, I know it's like, yeah, it becomes political, but it's not like along party lines kind of political. It's just like people just don't fucking trust the government. Yeah. Which, which I understand, it's, but like, this is not a health issue. And yeah. Well, that's, I think as we're going into year one of this entire thing, it's I like, think, yeah, we're into year one already. This in this past year one already. Well, I mean like lockdown was, Around this time, maybe a little later. I forget already. It was like March. Like early March. Early yeah, early March. March. Yeah, but it's just... It's hard to believe that an entire year went by. Isn't it? Isn't it freaking odd? Initially, when we got first got into it, like in last last March or last April, yeah. there was talk is like, yeah, you know, we just need to hang in there until like June. It'll until, blow over. Like, yeah, when, 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 when it starts to get warmer... Whatever. Well, that, that was the rhetoric of our former president, but there the expectation pretty, that it would run the course like the flu. I mean, like, people still get the flu during the summer, but just the rate of infection was... Well, the mortality rate is different because more it's... More manageable. Yeah. Spike during Christmas time for us. For everybody. Yeah. I mean, aside from Australia, because they're summertime and they shut their borders. Well, like, what, New Zealand was, like... Almost zero rate, uh, zero infection. Rate. I mean, well, when they were letting nobody in, but it's hard. It's hard to figure out how it's going to travel within your community if you don't let anybody through. So at least with Hawaii, we've learned. We've had our spikes. We've had our community catch it a little bit. Our numbers spike during Christmas and New Year's because everybody decides to pop as many fireworks as humanly possible this year. 
Thanksgiving too had a little minor blip. Yeah. So all those all, all the gatherings, yeah, all, all the gathering stuff. And it feels like Hawaii has weathered the storm pretty good. We've came out fairly unscathed. I wouldn't say unscathed, but like we came out in a lot better shape than majority. But I think a lot of it is the fact that our weather has been pretty decent inside the last two days that have been cool. But the weather's been decent. The um. You know, as much as we bitch about, like, running into people not wearing masks, like, we have the highest percentage of mask wearers. I really didn't see two people not wear masks. Oh, I, I see in here on Facebook, you know, the authority on all information. The information czar of the United States. But generally speaking, I, I never... But we've never had, like, we, you know, like, like the viral, you know, you've seen those viral videos of oh, yeah. people, like, of, Fighting like, and mask-wearing meltdowns. I think there was one... In Hawaii, but we've been generally... Yeah, I haven't... I, I'm also the guy guilty, like, when I get gas. I don't oh, put my mask, mask on. on. But I, I also go on the outside, the furthest outside gas lane. Oh, yeah, you're you're not... It's not like you're not wearing your mask and then you're breathing down somebody's neck. My opinion with that would be, like, if you're talking to me, you need to go away. Because I'm not talking. Like, I'm literally... Go to the... One side, go to the other, and leave, right? But if the attendant who's working there said, "Could you put your mask I'll on?" I'll do it. Yeah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna have a fucking meltdown and then like try to throw blows with the I, guy, I, right? I will not. But if part of it is because I don't want to embarrass myself. The other part is the fact it's like it's not even a worthy fight. Like I can put the mask on; it's not a big deal. I'm sure the attendants are not. They're not there looking for a fight too. They're not saying, "Hey, you fucking moron, put on your mask." You know, it's like, listen, we have a policy. You have to wear your mask. Can you please put your mask on? Yeah. That's a reasonable yeah. discussion, right? It's like, we have a policy. It's like it's like going into, you know, you walk into, like, McDonald's or something, and you're not wearing slippers. It's like, uh, no shoes, no shirt, no service. Yeah. But on the flip side, if they were to come at me real hostile, then I might... Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> it, it goes both ways. You seem yeah. to see both sides of the spectrum, where yeah. it's like, people just, like, flat out, like... Like, mask shame you or something yeah. like that. I mean, right? if, if they're respectful and they, can you please, you know, it's like, okay, but. Or, like, or just even flat out, it's like, look, we just like, excuse me, there's a sign, you have to wear your mask. Yeah. Can you put it on your mask? That's all they can say, and it's like, and you know, and you're, you know, okay, I'll put it yeah. in. No, it's not, fuck you, and fuck <laughs> your mask <laughs> sign. I can't breathe. <laughs> Throw your mask down on the ground. <laughs> you're spraying yeah. I mean, I like to think like the majority of populations are full of civil people, but I mean, man, <laughs> that theory has been tested very, very strongly this past year. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> or that belief. I, well, I think a lot of it was just it was being so politicized. It was right? being like, politicized, but then the you get the because the people who didn't who the the minority who either defied or defied it or went the other stream of like shaming people and stuff mm. like that they had the biggest me- you know they had the biggest megaphone they had the highest pedestal <laughs> so it's like those are the ones that like kind of showed up on everybody's radar right yeah right we're, we're like I would like to think the majority of the people were kind of just quiet and just like we'll do what you say <laughs> yeah. and look and look um, now they're saying excuse me but now they're saying that um, maybe next week we might they might uh, moving. We might move to the next tier. It is about damn time. I'm glad Landry already decided to stick his head out. 
Because our numbers have been looking pretty good. Like, yeah. Aside from that blip, that 150. But he's, but he's following what, what was promised, right? It's like, look. And it's just like it's just like a freaking parent and a kid, right? Like, look, if you do your chores, if I don't hear any shit from you for the for the next week, let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. But, but I don't know if you've seen around. People are getting pretty lax, though. So, yeah, so that's like, kind of scary. So, like, in Mililani, on the weekends, you More see guys... More people in the park? You see, like, two volleyball nets up with guys playing volleyball. Oh. You see softball teams. Really? Playing softball. Like, an organized softball game. Organized to the point where they have bases, they have umpires. Maybe it's only two teams <laughs> playing against each other, but yeah. you see at least 20 people out there. Just when I was going home yesterday, I saw kids practicing baseball again. Even if they move over to the next tier, I think organized are still or, banned. Yeah, organized is still banned, right? Yep, organized that's what I that's what I thought. It, the one that yeah for the next the next level that we're going to open up to. Like tier four is the organized sports, everything kind of like pretty much normalcy, everything yeah. except bars. I think it was the. But at this point, there may not be any bars to go back to, right? Yeah. <laughs> To me, I think Blanjiardi was, like, just, like, at least he's adhering to the rules that were set. Caldwell was a, was worse than, worse than that. Well, Caldwell wanted to, like, hold her hand through it, and I'm not sure if it's a good or bad thing, but I think hearing justification, I understand. After Christmas, there was that lull, and then... The it, spike. The spike, and then it lulled, and, you know, we, we're into February, and... You know, only now do we okay. Maybe we'll go back to tier. We'll open we'll up, move to, up tier. to tier tier three. But when I was, there's a spike right now, right? That we go back to a hundred for some reason. Then it's like we're gonna have to wait out another how long, right? Like, yeah. well, what what made me frustrated with the previous guys is like, you know, this look, you know, there's times when the numbers were started to go down mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and it's like, look, you said numbers have to be this. For the thing, yeah, and then nothing happened. Nothing happened, and he's like, "Oh, but we're gonna wait until something happens." Yeah, we'll wait. (laughs) You know, it's like this event. So it's like we're expecting. You know, the numbers are gonna go back up. But it's like you don't know that. You're just this is all theoretical. Yeah, I mean, like sometimes they're right because people are stupid and people didn't follow the rules. Well, the the Christmas and New Year, you knew the numbers are gonna bump. Just human nature. We're tired of. Being by ourselves during all these but holidays. But even then, it's like, oh yeah, it's gonna bump. But they were like, they were thinking it was like it was gonna be like, oh, it's gonna bump like ridiculous amounts. It did bump. It did go high higher, but it was nowhere near the numbers they thought they was gonna. They mm. were expecting it to bump yeah, too, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like think of it as a reward. You guys like here, you know what? Hawaii, Honolulu, you did great following the rules. Did all the things that you were supposed to do. Let's go. Let's move on and do the thing, right? Hmm. Like where <clears> before is like, like in the previous, it just it felt like, no, we don't fucking trust you. <laughs> like, well, I think you guys, we don't trust the community to do the right thing, kind of thing. When we first closed down this time last year, I understood because you needed to buy time, right? You needed to cut off the storm before anything happened. The issue I had was when we had to re-shut down. In July, mm. and they told us, "Oh, we don't have the contract tracers. We don't have the tech. We don't, you know what I mean?" Like, I was like, 
then what did you do for the last three months? That was the one that was most irritating, yeah. right? Like, you're punishing us, the public, for your faults, the government's faults, right? Yeah. So that's what I didn't like. So since then, you like to hope that things have gotten better. I'm not sure. You know, we ran through different directors. It makes sense with the processes that you have now. If you want to travel, fine. Go get tested. Yeah. Get tested three days before, right? Mm-hmm. And fine. Couldn't have that process, like you said, when they shut down in July. Mm-hmm. It's like, why don't you let us get tested so we can travel? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, we, we don't have enough testing kits. <laughs> like, motherfucker! <laughs> like, yeah, we don't have no testing kits and we don't have the people to watch over when yeah. you come back. Or if there's a, you know, if there's an infection, where's the guys that can, like, check the, you know, yeah. see, find out, like, the contact tracing and all that research and shit like that. Yeah. Like, we, like, and, you know, the industry, the people were all willing to do the things that we're supposed, we're doing right now, but it just didn't have the facilities back then. But the other issue, too, becomes the fact that when they closed everything, they closed everything. It wasn't, it wasn't surgical. If there was an outbreak in a 24-hour fitness, per se, we close down bars. Like, what do they have in relation to each other? This is another thing that was frustrating. It's like, it's like okay, we're, we have to shut down. And, like, what are we going to shut down? Everything. Yeah. Okay. Except maybe Walmart, <laughs> maybe Target, maybe Costco. <laughs> the big names, the, the big brands. Yeah, it was like, no, yeah, yeah we... It's like, that's important. It's like, what about the the small mom and pop grocery shop? You know, Mm. like the, you know, like people get groceries over there. No, you guys got to close down. Yeah. It's like, like, dude, (laughs) like, have you ever been, (laughs) you've been, you must have been to like, at least you must have been to the market like when there was shut down, like maybe not Costco, but maybe like, you know, all the the supermarkets, Target or whatever. It's like, you walk in there like. This is a fucking seven. This is a petri dish waiting to happen, people. This is a- <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, you stand in line six feet away from each other, but like when you're in the aisles, fuck if that matters. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, right? Yeah, I haven't even gone to Target, but you know, like when I drove by, you see so many cars. Like it's business as usual. Yeah, right. Like it's like I would be safer at the the small mom and pop grocery shop because there's only like three four people in there at a time. Yeah, right. The food plate, the plate lunch places, fucking close. McDonald's, never close a minute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they employ local, I mean, of course, yeah, there's still people employed there. People are working there. I don't want a single person losing their job. You know what's crazy, though? What I've started to realize is that Zippy's have closed a couple of their restaurants. Yep. Right? They sure did. But one place that's expanding now is Rainbow Drive-In. Really? They have six locations now. Did I you know that? No, I did not. So, they have the town on you are, remember Kapahulu. There's one in Kalihi, there's one in Pearl Ridge, there's one in Kapole. It's like the LNLs? They're going to be like the next LNLs? Their food's not that good. <laughs> like, I'm not sure what the hell. It's like LNLs! <laughs> it is LNLs! Uh, I, mm, I. Yes. I don't know which one is better because they're not that good. <laughs> like, That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Like, what is the thriving one in the mainland? Is like when people go, they think they want Hawaiian, quote unquote, mm. Hawaiian local food. Is fucking LNLs. Yeah. They're they are ambassador of local Hawaiian food yeah. on the mainland. 
it's crazy. I but I, I didn't know how they could expand during this time. Maybe everything was already planned. They they did well enough before that. Mm. Which, you know, I mean, it was, just, it was, the the, mo- the the pieces were already in place before this whole thing started. Yeah, you know, like you're saying, but like these, some of these companies are staying alive, whereas like the single operation small businesses are just. Oh, they're, they're fucking boop, done, dude. It's like Thanos, right? You're just kind of you're just picking them off one by one. Yeah, they're getting snapped out of existence. We're looking at middle late summer. Optimally, I'm watching the vaccination numbers go up. I'm very, I'm very optimistic about that. Mm-hmm. I think we're at about almost three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand. Our uh, last time I checked, the state population is close to a little less than two million. Are we that high? Like one point seven to one point eight million. Did not know that. I still thought we were in the Stone Age at like one point two. Three hundred thousand. That's about a, a sixth of the population. That's not bad. But you got to think that was the essential workers. Well, the people that have a higher chance of getting infected. So the doctors, nurses, and then the plus 75s, right? And that was tier 1A, so now we're going to go into we're in 1B. 1B because now it's 70 and over, and they dropped it down to like 70s. So Well, they're saying already, because I was looking at the numbers, over half the 75 and over population is vaccinated. They at least mm-hmm. had one shot. So that's good. Yeah. That should help, like, in terms of the fatality rate, that should drop it a lot. If we do get a bump in infections... It shouldn't affect the fatalities as yeah. much as it did before, right? The at risk, the at risk of dying. Would you want to podcast after you after you take your the two doses or just the? I mean, I can. I would take it after either dose. I don't care. Yeah, just yeah. I just wanted like just to kind of document like what you're going through and all that kind of stuff yeah. and the procedure and stuff I like mean, that. Because it I'm sounds sure. like you might get it before me. Maybe I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Well, let's make a deal. It's like whoever gets it first. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll do one. Yeah. Or we do both. We can do we can do for both. <laughs> my my hope is that I didn't catch it when I was in Korea first. <laughs> no, because when I Or oh, you felt sick? I told you when I came back from Korea, like I had the flu. Okay, okay. Like, I, I was vaguely out, remember. I was out for like three or four days. But you've got to, you've gotten tested since then, right? No, my mom did. But she, but she was negative. But it could have been the fact that I got it before any testing came out. Oh, but they're saying like even if you did get it, it's it's gone. Like the antibodies go away, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you still might be able to get reinfected. Yeah. Supposedly the vaccination is kind of like your way to. Yeah, I know. I felt sick coming back from Korea. Although I'm like I'm not I'm never gonna eat food off a table again. Even though I dropped my mandu and I'm like oh. I need to eat the mandu. <laughs> so good. Next time I'll just order another. Five second rule. It was like two seconds. I was quick because you were saying that like, you might have started circulating prior to. Oh, definitely. So in that window, in well, that, theory. Well, isn't that what like the World Health Organization? They're coming. They're they're starting to discover is like. This Something was, was happening. Yeah, yeah, the shit was going down. Like they weren't telling us the whole deal. Not to be racist or something. I'm just saying Chinese, like as in the country China, yes. <laughs> not not the Chinese ethnicity. Yes, we, which we yeah. need to speak about this because have you read like a lot of like the latest news? Like there's a lot. There's been a, a, a just, an ups an upsurge of like well, anti Asian. Yeah, right? yeah, anti Asian sentiment. Black and white people that are anti-Asian, right? So I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's not just purely white people. That feels icky. 
during this Black Lives Matter, you've seen Asians completely side with Black Lives Matter, right? The yellow peril is with Black Lives well, Matter. Well, it, it's, it's generally, yeah, like the minor, like when like something like this, like usually if there's like an abuse towards a minority, the, the minority community as a whole usually tries to back. Yeah. That particular so Black Lives Matter so Latinos and Asians yeah. and, and what have you you know because at one time or another during the history of the country each of our ethnicities have been persecuted against mm-hmm. right you know Japanese Americans they were in fucking constant like basically concentration yeah. camps yeah. during World War Two right yeah. I mean we still <clears throat> we still feel the effects of that today we still have people who are alive to still remember being in those things yeah that's how recent has it, it yeah. it's been right. Like a lot of these minorities, especially like the older, older minor, you know, the older aged minority people, mm. they can relate because they 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 know they feel what it's like how to be yeah. persecuted against, which makes it like you said more icky when you see like other minorities attack uh, like Asians. Yeah, minorities attacking each other, and not and not just Asians, but it's like elderly Asians. Yeah, like that's a straight bitch move. I can see like hey, you want to go head up against a like a healthy Asian guy? Okay, come get it, right? But an still Asian not person, good. But I mean, like at least, but like an Asian lady walking the street, not doing anything to anybody, right? And you push her down, or you stab her, or slash the dude. Like, what in the serious hell, right? Like, and I guess the issue now is like the neighborhoods are some sometimes are too quiet about it. There hasn't been a lot of Asian sentiment. Yeah. Like people haven't like felt bad, you know what I mean? It just it's just weird. It's just like you hear like you hear people like you just don't hear that cry that you know what I mean the, the the outcry of of that. But part of the issue is that with that is the fact that just through this entire time I've been reading stuff, listening to stuff, and Asians are considered the model minority. That oh we we sold out to the white folks. We're we're more white because we've achieved higher, but then. White people don't feel the same, right? Like, oh, you're still under us. You might be in our neighborhood, but you still ain't us, right? And so you're having you're harboring resentment from whites, and then the black people are like, oh, you, you're the Uncle Tom of the you know of the minorities, right? So you're selling out to them. So the minorities don't look kindly upon that, even though Asian people you, they keep their head down and they work hard. That's kind of the stereotype we've learned. Like, study hard. Yeah, well, you're not, you don't head down. You, you don't hear like huge studies about like Asian crime. Crime, Asian poverty, Asian whatever. Yeah. All the all the shit that all the shit that a lot of a lot of white people cast down on on other minorities like yeah. the black community and the Latino community. They're, you know, they always say it's like the black community and the Latino community. They're low, you know, low income, like crime ridden yeah. and drug taking. You yeah. know what I mean? All the kind of stuff they'll, they 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 pile on to the to those minorities. You don't hear that kind of stuff to the Asian. Well, because the when, when they when they talk about the the equivalencies of salaries, they're like, "Oh, Asian people make actually more than the white people, right?" And that pisses the white people off even more. <laughs> it's like you're not better Dude, than us. Like, germs. <laughs> you know, but part of it is, you know, in Silicon Valley, right? I mean, that's oh. that's us. That's Asians, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. hey, but you worked hard for it. It's like they earned their positions. It wasn't given to them or whatever, but. And but I think that's the issue now. It's where, you know, you have an Asian American speak up. It's like, I think we hear it because we're in that group. But 
I don't know if other people care as deeply, right? Like, it doesn't make that news as big as, you know. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. But, again, it, again, because of, you, like you said, we're getting, it's getting from, they're getting all. And possibly all. downplayed by white. Like, oh, that's not that bad. Yeah. Or, or black like, people nobody, are like, people nobody, are lynching you. you know? Nobody, yeah. It's just that nobody's been kind of standing up on behalf of the Asian community. I mean, yeah. people not, people outside the Asian community. Because you're seeing, like, a lot of these uh, prominent Asian Asian American actor like Daniel Day Kim, and but but even then it's like some people are like, who the hell is Daniel Day Kim or like, Ken Jeong? Yeah, or who's like, like oh the guy that showed his dick in the yeah. <laughs> like can't take him seriously, right? You know what I mean? He's a doctor, you know? he's a real life doctor, but it's only like our own quote unquote our own people. I mean, I can't even say like our own people because like Daniel Day Kim, Ken Jeong, I mean Koreans, Chinese, yeah. I mean like. There's sub demographics within the Asian, you know, yeah, Asian American. The, the, the Filipino guy, right? The Filipino guy got slashed in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all happening coast to coast too, right? Because there's yeah. there's a stuff going on in like San Francisco. There's a huge New Asian, York. Yeah, and there's I mean, huge Asian community over there. And, yeah. You know, there's a lot of places where this thing's happening, and then the minor, like Asian American minority, is truly a, a truly a minority. They're, they're, the yeah. community is not that big. It's very yeah. very. Small. But it's very small, but it's like it keeps to itself. You don't hear, you know, it, basically the idea behind the Asian, Amer- you know, the Asian American community is like, we just, yeah, like you said. We're very family oriented. You keep to yourselves. You try to build yourself up together, right? Eh? Generally hardworking, <clears throat> hardworking, stay out of trouble kind of thing. Yeah. This whole fucking with the, with the mask wearing and all that kind of stuff. Asian Americans, biggest pop- population that... Or obeys or, that or, shit. Or how about just the Asian countries in general? Like, <laughs> uh, China has a billion people. They might have blown up. Come other, but Japan, South Korea. I mean, they had their little flare-ups and they shot it down, right? Like they they did very well. I, I mean, they, they did good. Some countries are were way more militant than others. Like like they were super militant. Um, like no, well, I mean, Korea had the fourteen day quarantine. Like you can come to Korea. You just have to sit in a, <laughs> in a room for 14 days. Samoa was zero tolerance, right? Like, you can't come or in Saban. and out. I can't remember what it was, but, like, mm. there was ones, like, they fucking lynch you if you're not, if you're not following the thing. No, but part of it is, for the United States, it's, like, our freedom of speech and our rights to do whatever the hell we want to. We have to... You have the right to get sick. Fine. Personally, for me, it's, like, you look, if you don't want to wear a mask, fine, whatever. But the problem is, is, like, because you're not wearing a mask... You're affecting people around you, mm. right? If you're sick, if you're mm. a carrier, and you don't wear a mask, then you're directly affecting people around you, infecting them, even though they're doing their best to to avoid infection. Yeah, it's a selfish act, right? To not wear a mask is selfish because it's not them being caught. It's like you doing to somebody else, right? Like, yeah. Everybody else is trying their best, and then you're like, I'm not going to wear a mask, because it's my right to not. It's like, oh, just be nice with your community, you know, like... Because now, like, you're starting to, you're starting to see, like, like, even in our, our state, too, and you're starting to see, like, finally, like, finally in the past few months, the government has caught up with the contact tracing, hmm. tracking thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're starting to see, like, okay, where these flare-ups are coming from, and it's from, like... This person was at a funeral that had more than 10 people mm-hmm. that didn't wear a mask. Yep. You know, this person was at a birthday party. Didn't wear a mask. Didn't wear a mask. 
Where they all didn't wear masks. Yeah, that or a birthday party with like fifteen people, you know, more than fifteen people. Occasionally, yeah, okay. There's one where it's like some, you know, some guy was didn't have didn't have symptoms, but he went to work. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, I mean, to be honest, it's like I'm sure everybody doesn't wake up in the morning feeling a hundred percent fresh. When you're after forty years old, uh, to feel good would be like. Am I on drugs? Yeah. Like you wake up. <laughs> like, you wake, like, like, I woke up the last two days. My my ankle's sore, and I haven't gone running or walking in three days. And then say my shoulder's sore. I'm like, I haven't thrown a ball in, like, six months. So what the hell's happening here? Okay, I wake up. I wake up. I sound like like, <laughs> like I smoked, like, three packs a day for the past 20 <laughs> You know, like, <clears throat> shit breaks down when, yeah. you're, when you're getting yeah. older, right? So yeah. it's like, and people are like, those are flu-like symptoms. I was like, no, motherfucker, it's just me being me. That's a forty-year-old body right it's there. It's a forty-year-old body, forty-year-old body that hasn't been taken well. It hasn't been taken care of. Yeah. If I listen to that, and it's like, I would not be able to go to work the rest of the, for the whole year. It's like I have flu-like symptoms. You didn't work for like four days out of your life. Good today. Today's right? the day I feel like, good. Yeah, flu-like symptoms. I'm like, no, this just me. I'm gonna party tonight. <laughs> this is a one night. I'm partying, man. I feel good. Of course, you know you're gonna have to be like. There's a couple times where it's like I felt a little. I mean, I felt a bit shitty, and I was like, you know what? Just to be safe, I'm gonna get a test, check, make sure everything's a okay. Hmm. And because honestly, like my job requires me to interact with a lot of people, so there's a lot of potential for me to catch it from other people. You know, I think throughout the whole infection, um, this whole pandemic, I got tested four or five times. I like to think I've done my due diligence and making sure I'm not a carrier or a like for a me, violator. For me personally, like I don't have that many clients. If I if I were to get sick, I would contact you right back to that person. <laughs> oh, I would. You would find out exactly who yeah, that was. Like, like I, I know. Like I feel like my clients are are accountable. You know, they have families, they have kids. But still, I mean, even if they weren't, um, there's, you can take precautions to make sure, like, if in case, in the, in the, in the case that it might, there might be a, an infection or something. Yeah. And, you know, the the restaurants and all these places are doing the same thing. You walk in, it's like, you need to sign in. You know, we need your name and number. It's like, and, and just basically the reasoning is, is like, if somebody, if there's, if there's an infection, this will help with the contact tracing and you have you gone to a sit down place yep a couple times I feel the need to karaoke really bad we should argue that it's like karaoke is a Japanese it's, it's a it's a Japanese tradition it should it's freedom of religion oh, I'm cool <laughs> with it okay I, I, I'll play this yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in I'll tag it I'll tag it I'll play I'll play but I mean if you think about it it's like that is like the, unless you sing with your fucking mask on in terms of like ease of transmission, mm. karaoke would be the absolute last because you'll be drinking, mm. you'll be basically talking openly, particulates in the yeah, air. particulates yeah. proximity, right? If you're singing with someone, they're not going to sing across the room. You're going to be in a room singing with each other, mm. right? So, I mean, in terms of like, in terms of like the most quote unquote riskiest of transmissions, like karaoke is probably mm. like. Probably up there. I'm not. I don't know about you, but like the the news every day that we get leaves me feeling very very hopeful. It's the most hopeful I've felt in like a long time. 
I would I think agree. we're averaging like 30 infections a day. I would agree. But on the flip side, I also think like sometimes the numbers are... When the numbers are high, I feel like they're used for scare tactics. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Because like, they weren't really enforced... Because it's not like you're hearing enforcement of it, you, but you're hearing... It's like the subtle pressure you feel from the government, but there is no enforcement per se. And that's what I, it was bothering me, because like, if you're going to tell me stop doing stuff, you should have cops out there enforcing, hey, why are you guys all playing softball together, organized, yeah. for the last four weeks? You know, that's not right. Where other Well, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that the government is kind of root- is actively rooting for us to reopen faster. Because it just makes logical sense. If we can open faster, we can get more businesses, government make more money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The more businesses is operating, the more money flows, and then the more government... Because the, the longer we, we stay closed... The more government loses money, actually, they gotta they gotta actually pay unemployment, you know, like all these unemployment programs and stuff like that. So it's actually siphoning money away from the government, hmm. kind of thing. See, but you know what's crazy though about that unemployment is that you still gotta pay taxes on it. When people are getting, you know, they were laid off from their jobs all last year, starting in March, March, April, right? They started getting laid off. You're getting unemployment. You were getting a thousand. To sixteen hundred per se hmm. a month, yeah. right? But when you're in that lean time, you're spending it all, right? You're not going. I've got to save three fifty for taxes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and this is happening from March till now, right? I mean, and now you're gonna pay the piper because <laughs> you got to pay taxes on everything you spend, right? And I'm sure. Like, in my case, I was pretty lucky, where I, like, put it into, like, an IRA. You know, I was putting stuff in the IRA, I put stuff into, I'm going to Korea when this shit blows over funds. Some people don't have that luxury. No. And so, they're yeah. running paycheck to paycheck, and now you gotta write a $3,000 check. you know, they're already, they have debt that yeah. they have to pay. I, so, I don't know what's gonna happen. Like, I'm, I'm scared for those types of people, right? Like... You know, you ran your credit card up in, you know, April, and you're, you know, you could live with that money, and then now it's like, oh, we gotta pay twenty percent of that shit. That's crazy. I mean, like it's because it wasn't like it wasn't given away. Well, that and like even when they open everything back up, Mm. you know, when they open everything back up, it's it's gonna be. um, You would you would think that the government won't just immediately just cut off all support. For that kind of stuff, they're gonna have to kind of slowly unravel or unwind these, mm. because not everybody's gonna have a job as soon as everything opens up. Yeah, right. Like a lot of companies have like closed permanently. Businesses have closed permanently. We've lost businesses. Yeah, and to recoup all that kind of stuff, I mean, eventually, you know, you know, we're capitalist societies, whatever. Given <laughs> it, whatever, there's gonna be something that's gonna fill the gap. Something eventually is gonna. Like, once everything opens back up, something else comes back and it's going to fill the gap because that's how it works. If there's an opportunity, somebody's going to come in and, and take oh, yeah. that. Definitely. Whether it's going to be local business or an outside business, that's going to be an issue. That's going to be another yeah. can of run, runs all together, right? Because yeah. in theory, like, when they're saying, like, oh, we got to raise minimum wage to $15, I'm... That's crazy talk. Well, I believe in in... 
like fifteen dollar minimum wage, but not, I don't believe a fifteen dollar minimum wage for twenty twenty one. There should always be an increase annually, but mm-hmm. like a fifteen dollar right now, you'll you'll put all small businesses out of business, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but I'm, like the idea of like they're saying like fifteen dollars by twenty twenty five. If you're a business owner and if you can't plan your business five years in advance to accommodate this thing, mm. you might not be a good business owner. <laughs> yeah, but, but on top of the but the other issue with that is the minimum wage isn't a living wage. It no. shouldn't be considered a living wage. And so if you're trying to build up to a living wage, it's like that's not the right answer. My counter to that would be if you look at the history of like the federal minimum wage, mm. we haven't had an increase in the federal minimum wage since 2010. The minimum federal minimum wage was seven and a quarter at that point. Seven and a quarter an hour at in 2010 versus seven and a quarter in 2020. Yeah. Completely different. You know, to be just completely honest about it, it's not the same, right? It's like it should have it should have at least gone a slow creep. In correspondence to inflation. Yeah. Right? One to two percent, yeah. Even if you can't get the, to the fifteen, it should have gone up. But so, it's also hard to enforce a fifteen dollar federal minimum wage with Hawaii versus Idaho. Even in twenty ten, like if you worked for seven and a quarter here in Hawaii, it would have been You'd be dead. You know, you're fucked. Yeah. But at least that's your start that's your Bottom yeah. line, whatever. And seven and a quarter can be considered livable in other places. Yeah, like Idaho. But the longer it stayed at seven and a quarter, becomes less livable in less and less states. Mm-hmm. For us, to have $15 an hour over here is still pretty darn low to, for Hawaii. Mm. But like $15 in Idaho would be like, I am a rich motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you, you can retire. Yeah, <laughs> you like, can retire on that. On minimum wage, right? Which is... That's not, or Montana, or whatever. Yeah. But it drives to, to be, small be, businesses out of business, right? Yeah, like the big businesses, you can do it. Yeah. Like, a federal minimum wage should just dictate, like, just a, a basement, like, a floor for others. for like, And the states can, can come up with their own state hmm. minimum wage in relation to mm-hmm. current, you know, cost of living and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But 50 might be high, but 7 a quarter is... Ridiculously, ridiculously low. low. Yeah. So there has to be at least a change. There needs to be, and then unfortunately, is is never going to happen. There's going to have to at least be an idea of compromise. But the GOP refuses to budge on increasing the federal minimum wage at all. Zero, mm. absolutely zero. And the the Democratic side. It's a little bit more grayed because you, you're, there's kind of like a, a little bit of infighting because there's the, the liberal progressive and mm-hmm. the more moderate Democrats kind of fighting over that as well. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to figure out a compromise in between themselves where the GOP is not even budging, period. There should be at least a consensual agreement where they say, yeah, you know, 15 is way too much, but... You know what? Seven and a quarter is. We should all agree that seven and a quarter is too low. Maybe like a nine nine fifty or whatever federal minimum wage. That should be the starting point of the negotiation for changing the federal minimum wage, right? Mm-hmm. The agreement should still be the federal minimum wage should be changed. I mean, but that's the issue with our government to this point that there is no compromise. Compromise. There is no. 
but there's no discussion at this point too because because GOP doesn't refuses to to budge from their stuff that's saying they shouldn't change it hmm. period anyway they're overlooking what the actual issue is is that the seven you know whatever the current federal minimum wage is that should be generally agreed upon that that shouldn't be the amount personally i guess my beliefs lean more democratic lean more liberal but i do not want to be called that like i don't what? think you are i think you're probably more moderate you might i, I like to generalize this statement as most of my friends are well I'll, let, let me let me rephrase this uh, it'll be more on um, in terms of like the political spectrum right now yeah I would say I would lean more liberal because on the conservative side is very, like the conservative beliefs is very militant at this point. There's very no not budgy kind of thing. <laughs> what's it? What's I mean? I think the perspectives are like for us at our age right now, we we're pretty fiscally conservative, but socially liberal. That's agreed upon. That that can be that that can be agreeable. Like, like we don't care about what you do in your personal life, gay marriage. What I don't care. Yeah. Just don't. Impress it upon me, like I even if you tell me you're religious and you but start you, impressing upon me, I don't like that either. So, but even even like when you say like fiscally conservative, yeah, we do not have the the conservative beliefs of the the fiscally conservative beliefs of the GOP because mm. like we just agreed upon right now in terms of like the federal minimum wage, yeah, federal minimum wage and you know a non job dependent healthcare system. Yeah. Right? Those are things we need to have. In in a socialized country like the United States. But in States. the in the political spec in the in terms of like that's political spectrum, that's more... that's that's not even considered conservative. That's yeah. Right? That's more moderate. So but, like we're moderate to if like I'm talking about like generally speaking, yes, I, I, I agree we're we're politically moderate. Yeah. But in the current like in the current political spectrum, mm. I would think we would be moderate liberal. But I think, I mean, but I think because it's been stretched out so far between the two, right? Like, like we could edge this way, but you've edged it out like another like ten both sides. Yeah. So I think what we're always thinking about is what's best for the United States. So you're thinking like we're thinking, okay, we need health care, we need higher minimum wage. Then we think about how can we afford it because we can't just completely go. 100% goes to the big businesses as much as we want to because we realize big businesses is still going to get paid. So they're going to trickle down, whatever, right? So if we tell McDonald's, you got to pay 52% of your taxes, McDonald's is going to be like, well, a $1.99 hamburger, congratulations, is $3.99. They're going to trickle it down if they got to pay for everything else. So I think for us, we can see a bigger picture. I think when you, when you become more extreme, you only see... The things you want That's to see, the, you know? yeah, and kind of seeing a lot of discussion about that is like the and the, the idea of because especially now because now the the, the power has shifted mm-hmm. to the to the Democrats and to the liberals the idea of like the two party system you're you're starting to finally see cracks. Well, see now I've I've had people friends are like good that the Democrats have the House and the presidency. I was like. But shouldn't there be a checks and balance? Because that's what America is created on. It shouldn't just swing to one way. Because when the pendulum swings, people get real pissed off. Yeah. Right? Like, as when the Democrats control, mm-hmm. have power control, they do not have as much overall control as when 
the GOP, the, when the Republicans have control. When the Republicans have the control, they have like totalian control. They are extremely militant in in their general like belief. They, they, it looks like they swing a big stick kind of thing. Well, right? it's it, like it when they like, was like what one GOP thinks or what one Republican thinks. They're very unified. Let's put for it for better or for worse. For though, better or for worse, it's very unified. So where if it's whether you're conservative or you're ultra conservative, you're, you're they're all you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. they'll let me, a, let me do let me let me start with an example like the Trump tax cuts. Mm-hmm. Like it was that was a very capitalistic, very ultra conservative move. Everybody within the party system, whether they were extreme conservative or just kind of borderline conservative, mm-hmm. when it came time for the vote, there was no discourse. There was no there was no like. Dissension among the ranks. Fast forward to last month, like to January, like Democrats take control of the Senate. Thin, mm-hmm. super, super thin margin, right? 50, mm-hmm. 50, 50 plus with President, with Kamala Harris yeah. being the t- tie-breaking vote. Now they're saying, okay, now we can, you can do our policies. $15 minimum wage, you know, like, you know, blah, 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 like, um, the, the, the COVID, you know, support package or whatever. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, you know, some of us are, some of us don't agree with that. Like one or two of us are saying, like one or two of the people in the party is like, nah, I don't, you know, I, I, I think this is too much. This is too liberal, whatever. Mm-hmm. And of course, like on the other side of the spectrum, like all the GOP is like, fuck no, whatever you vote, we're gonna say no to. So well, I think that's the power of the GOP, right? That they. Good and bad. They're good lock and bad. step. They they, yeah, they, step. they just fall straight in line, which is good and bad. Because if you have a bad leader, you're going to make bad decisions. As compared to the Democrats who have a thousand bright ideas, and they'll never get it passed because you have a, you have, a thousand opinions. Yeah, a thousand are, so it's, it, it, it's an interesting, interesting dichotomy between, between the two different parties because... Yeah. Voltron versus its pieces, right? Like Voltron together beats the pieces, right? And that's that's the Democrats that, but the, they can't unify. See, like yeah, and it's like the Democratic Party is actually not really a single party. It is kind of like an amalgam of a lot of different, a lot of different like views and values and stuff like that. But the only way they can kind of survive against the GOP or the, the Republicans is if they just kind of band together, kind of, you know what I mean? It's just basically, it's a, it's almost like an us versus them kind of thing. But that's what the GOP does, right? It's us versus them. Yeah, right? well, and they so, do it a lot. Well, that's why they always win is because yeah. they do it they better. They can form up better. Than they they do guys. it better. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, I think part of the Democrats is they, they've gone pretty extreme, right? Socialism or whatever you want to call it, right? Like well, some they, level of socialism. But you can see the counterpart to to the GOP side, where it's conser- it's a amalgam of conservatism, pure capitalism, and some certain like extreme cases, libertarianism too. Because like kind of like the libertarians are kind of more conservative leaning kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Non government involvement kind of bullshit. Shit See, like but that. do you, would you want more government control? I guess that's the issue, right? Like, we've, we've tried to get away from government control, and I guess the Democrats would want more government control, but... Um, in certain kind of situations, because I don't trust companies to look out for the welfare of 
people. But we also learned that we don't really trust the government for the welfare of us either. Well, that too. But I mean, like, like there's like regulation has a has a place. No, like the perfect like the perfect example is like Flint, Michigan, mm. the the fucking lead in the water kind of thing, mm. right? There's a company that's responsible for the quality of your water at the thing. Mm. They cut corners mm-hmm. to boost their bottom line. It's like because of that, a lot a lot of people got fucking brown water in their mm. in their taps. Another another uh, example is the financial collapse of two thousand eight, the mortgage crisis. Mm. Right, some company, some a bunch of people found a way to spin mortgages into a commodity that they can sell on the on the market. And because of that, it over leveraged mm. the stuff. A lot of people got super, super rich, made mm. a lot of money. But because of that, a lot of people lost their home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like once the market crashed, a lot of people lost their home. Government came in and said, you can't do that shit no more. We're going to put some things in place. Stop it. But even like in that situation, like when, when we had that whole GameStop shit going on, right? Like it was all the small Small people trying to make all this money, right? Trying to get get back at the big business, and then government goes, nope. It's hard to see, like it's, when. It, I mean, it's a two. It's it, it. Like I said, it's not a. It's not a. It's not a hundred percent. Oh yeah, no, not, nothing's perfect in an idea. Like everything works in a vacuum in theory. In yeah. reality, in the United States, in this world, that's what these college kids got to figure out coming out of college because they think everything's perfect. That. You know what? The United States needs to be completely torn down because of racism, all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. The reality is, that shit don't work, man. Like, Not always, yeah. I mean, well, but in terms I, of... I mean, and then there's the... Um, we've, we've discussed this, I think, uh, years ago, talking about, like, the net neutrality. I mean, that is a that is a federal regulation that you're mm-hmm. going to do. As a consumer, you should have the freedom to say, I can watch, I can watch a Netflix stream, or I can watch, like, a YouTube video or can watch some guy streaming up whatever fuck he wants <laughs> off his old private server mm. and and all that shit I should have the ability to do without having to pay out of my pocket an additional fee whereas like, if without that regulation your internet service provider has the ability to tier the traffic mm. and give the guys with the biggest amount of money, premium or they're going to charge a premium to the company, which trickles down to the user. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden it's like, look, um, uh, Verizon wants us to pay an additional amount to uh, be on the fast track, so you, you don't have to you don't have to see the spinning wheel when you watch <laughs> your Netflix movie. They're charging us extra, so we're going to have to bump up your rates. Mm. To me, like the, the the biggest crime is like ju- judiciary branch has. Infinite, like mm-hmm. role, yeah. right? But I mean, the reality is there should be term limits and stuff like that, right? If oh, you have term honestly, absolutely. But, I mean, so that you, to me, like they, they should put that into consideration versus not having indefinite term limits on this guy. I mean, like, oh, you know, but like absolutely, absolutely. But that that swings power, right? I mean, like, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> and because of that, it's like it. We have this situation, but on the, the other thing is like 
the minority the I mean anytime the minority group they're the ones always crying it's like there should be a term limit but as soon as they become the majority <laughs> nope. they're like nope nope <laughs> like uh, you know what I'm saying like, that's my whole issue right like if you lose the game you're not gonna change the rules right just electoral college okay now that you won you wanna fix it I, I've been waiting for somebody to be like oh we're changing the electoral college now that you I know, would absolutely Biden change won. it do you believe in the electoral college yeah I do Really? Yeah, because it represents the states. Like, it's not... A one-for-one vote does not represent the middle America, right? I think that... I mean, if if we're going to go with just the popular vote, then it's going to be New York, California, Texas, right? I mean, the biggest hubs. Mm. Florida, Chicago. If you're going by the coast, they're they're always going to be much more Democrat than Republican. If you believe in the Electoral College... Mm -hmm. And personally, I believe in the popular. Mm-hmm. That's just a personal thing. Mm-hmm. But I understand, I understand, because if, like, if you have an electoral, and that's that's kind of a civil, I mean, this, this dates back to the Civil War. Because mm-hmm. basically, it's just like, it was just the idea of like, even though un, like states that do not have a, a extreme, like a large population, they still mm-hmm. need to have their voices heard. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're going to do that, then within the state itself, like if you want a pure like representation of the thing, then you need to have a nonpartisan uh, organization lay out the districts. Oh yeah, the gerrymandering bullshit. The gener- the gerrymandering because I especially I've learned a lot about this the past few years. Yeah, the gerrymandering is just. Fucking bullshit! What, seeing how like seeing the 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 fucking circus like loops and acrobatics that they do to keep the majority of whatever mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> but that's government issues too, right? I well, mean, that's they, state that's state run kind of thing. Unfortunately, I mean that's that's one of the things like you know there's been fights about this going all the way to the Supreme Court about yeah, yeah. about the general matter thing, but it it, it, it needs to. It needs to stop. To me, it needs to stop. Like, yeah. yeah, you can... Okay, I don't... Like, whatever. Like, if you want an electoral college, fine. Keep the electoral college, it's fine. But if you're going to keep the electoral college, make sure it is a proper representation of your state. Because of gerrymandering, it's not. Because, I mean, when, when you talk about the electoral college, isn't it the popular vote within the state wins? Yeah, but the thing is, like, with the gerrymandering and stuff like that, is just the districts are laid out where the ratio that that dictate how elections are are mm. run and managed and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, within the state itself, it gets a little funky. And then I I think uh I think one of the one of the um examples is is like the way especially especially this past election, right, with a lot of the the whole way, like, uh, um, the vote was handled and stuff like that. So people were talking about, like, election fraud, bullshit, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. I mean, let's, first and foremost, I hope we can agree, voter fraud, bullshit, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the whole idea of, like, oh, there's voter fraud and, like, blah, 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 districts are not managing their the votes properly. Like, uh, let me give you an example. Like, uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. So, Texas... It's a Republican, it's a GOP Republican state, but not like a ruby red. Yeah. There's there's actually pockets of... Austin. 
Austin, San San Antonio. All the all the younger, more progressive well, cities. Well, mostly yeah. the urban. Yeah. Per se. But because of gerrymandering and things like that, and it's Republican run, it's Republican managed. Republican managed. Even though it's almost it's it's getting close to almost a fifty fifty. But because of gerrymandering and the districts and stuff like that, the state senate gigantic Republican majority, and the states are responsible for how they handle their state elections and federal elections. Mm-hmm. So. During the general election for president, even more so because of like the COVID scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Like having people vote in person is kind of rough, right? Yeah, yeah. Alternative methods of voting require like mail-in voting and then Dropbox. I believe the governor, as well as the the governor and approved by the state congress or state senate whatever mm-hmm. said that every district every particular district one designated drop off box mm. so that means the austin like the austin one which has like a population of like i don't know how many million people mm. has one box versus like some fucking wahoo kind of mm-hmm. district that has only like 10,000 people has one drop off box one box per do you consider that fair? <laughs> Sometimes I think like, okay, if you're gonna fix an election, you'd have to fix fifty separate elections to get the outcome you want within like. Oh, you're college. talking about like the voter fraud, sh- the voter fraud shenanigans. Kind yeah, of thing? I mean, you'd have yeah, to yeah, fix yeah. fifty separate elections versus if how many people actually voted in the United States this year? Do you know the number? Uh, I want to say it's like close to about a hundred, like almost two hundred million. Okay, so. Still only two-thirds of the population to almost a half, right? Yeah. So, called Biden won by at least seven million? Yeah, he won more. He won the popular more than Hillary did. Yeah. And almost close to the, um, close, close to, like, Obama records kind of thing. I mean, the only issue that I have with that is that, like, if some outside entity would want to fix a popular election... You can just make all the states close, right? They can yeah. still win, but you can still like just up the numbers. Like instead of winning by a million, you won by five hundred, six hundred. You know what I mean? Like it's just I don't know. Well, here let me let me let me pose you this thing. So mm-hmm. this past election mm-hmm. with like Biden winning, and then the previous election before that, like where Trump won. We had the the Mueller investigation and all that kind of stuff in terms of like. In your opinion, if there was. If you're looking at both elections, which one would you think had a higher chance or a higher probability that it was interfered with? Interesting question. I also feel like white people, when I say white people, like the less educated South, took for granted their power. And that's why I think they, they kind of went out for Trump that previous election. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it wasn't necessarily fixed, but they were like, oh, crap. It was more we, influence, it was, yeah. outside influence. Yeah, but that. I think with Biden, you did polarize a larger majority of people because now it's the coast, the more educated, socialism, younger people, and the young younger people are more likely to vote than the older people, right? Because the older people are like, eh, what the hell, right? Well, so the, old, usually the demographic is like a larger percentage of the senior citizen, like the older generation participates they, I mean, in, in, in elections. But but this time around, like with Obama, they polarized the younger people, right? Yep. I mean and that's that, how you won. 
Yeah, so I think that's the fact that I think a lot of younger people feel very disenfranchised, which is strange because they're living in a pretty good time. Despite the fact that they feel like they're the worst off ever and they don't have jobs, it's like, well... My life sucks, but I'm yeah, complaining it, it, in Starbucks a, a, with my coffee. Yeah, you know? it's a, it's a interesting because it's a yeah that that's a disenfranchisement. Uh, disenfranchisement is actually a very good term. Like you said, a higher majority of younger Americans believe that they're they have it worse off than their predecessors. <laughs> like, bro, you ain't you ain't farming. <laughs> but in like reality speaking, like you live in the best time of your life. Yeah, exactly. Right, more. More educated access to resources, I education, mean, just... persecution, mm. like in terms of like you know what I mean, like like <laughs> yeah. like imagine being gay now versus being gay like thirty years ago, twenty years ago, yeah, right, things like that, and and, and or being a minority in general in, in some respects, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The disenfranchisement is is at its highest, but I like like personally thinking back, the point of view, I can understand the point of view because like. Kids don't understand. I'm trying to recall being a younger, like either a college kid or a high school kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah, I was a whiny bitch. It was like whatever. It's like yeah, this is a but shitty. At this, but at the same time, if you got a bad grade, your mom and dad didn't go to the teacher and go, "Why did my son get a bad grade?" Yeah, they well, probably kicked your ass well, and you like, like get better grades. Like even so, comparing myself to my older brother, my oldest brother, who's like about eight years different. Like I was in high school, I wasn't worried about my my school teacher. Grabbing the fucking eraser and then pelting me on the side of the head because I was talking in class. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't afraid of that or getting whooped with a fucking ruler. Which nobody should, right? Which, which yeah, no, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. Physical exactly. abuse, but, but even just to the point of like when I was in high school versus when my brother was in high school was only about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but you, ago, but you're on the Big Island, so that's like twenty years ago from Oahu. You guys can beat kids over there, no, no. <laughs> Um. Like it, back then, it's like my parents will come down. They will bring the belt to yeah, like, the teacher. Please hit him, hit him as hard as you can. Hit him for me. You know. This is the good belt. This yeah. is the one with the big buckle. This is raw. This is like uh, horse high leather versus cow high leather. I've been sitting this up. It's but you can see, but but it's but when we were back then, your parents didn't go to the teacher and go, "Why did my kid get a bad grade?" They probably went to you and like, "Why did you do bad?" Oh, the teacher didn't teach me. Like, no, you're not learning well enough, right? It's your fault versus... Oh, well, yeah, they, 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 it wasn't like you got a bad grade. It's like you... You it's, fix it. You figure out how you get better. And well, yeah, it. it's like they didn't go to the teacher. It's like, you fucking didn't do your job. My yeah. kid is stupid because of you. Yeah, and, but, now, <laughs> but now you're hearing, even with the Zoom, like, you hear parents like, can you wake up my son to go on the computer? It's like, parent, what's your job, right? <laughs> like, I don't know, so... Personally speaking, it's like... When I was a kid, I was a terrible student. I was a, absolutely terrible. I was a fucking worst. <laughs> so, um, like, let me preface it. It's like, um, not to be braggadocious about it. It's like, I believe, like, I think I'm, I was a very intellectual kid. Things came easy for me, but I was extremely lazy. If I can figure shit out really, really easy, why put in the fucking work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went, I went to Iolani, remember? <laughs> Dude, I'm from the Big Island. We don't have private school. Yeah, you do. Hoi prep. <laughs> no. Just an expensive public school. <laughs> yes, it basically it is. They put me in like the the GT, the gifted and talented mm-hmm. classes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Just because, but because of that, it didn't require me to work hard to understand things. Mm-hmm. Read a thing, or I look at a thing, figure it out, no problem. 
because of that, extremely lazy. Homework? Fuck it. I don't need it because I know what it means. Problem is, homework is required. So it's like, kids getting a D. Why? I get like A's in tests, but I don't turn in homework. Hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like, the like, teacher is like, uh, we have problems with your kid. Your kid's not... So my parents are like, the fuck's wrong with you, boy? It's not going to the teacher. Is like, why are you not getting him to do his homework kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Like, no, they turn it as like, you fucking lazy son of a bitch. Take your Nintendo away until yeah. you do your homework. But that's the difference between then and now, right? Yep. Now it's like, exactly. the teacher like, why aren't you doing a good enough job for my, te- for my child to be an A student or whatever? It's like, your kid's lazy. Like, he needs to learn a lesson that... Apparently you're not teaching at home, or and they're like, but that's your job as a teacher. It's like, no, it's your job to reinforce my lesson plan as a parent at home, right? And I can understand because I come from a what they call a broken home. Mm-hmm. Like my parents divorced when I was very very young, so I I had working mom. Mm-hmm. Like I had divorced working mom. I had a separated dad. The divorce not so good. Mm-hmm. Was wasn't very amicable mm-hmm. there was there was a lot of but because of that is like you know I go to school come home unsupervised right either I'm unsupervised or I'm grandmother or my aunt or whatever it's not like I had supervision after school nobody somebody's like sit down do your fucking homework you have any homework no okay you know it's like go play go play and then you know play video games or whatever it's like I don't have a parent and like I didn't have somebody to say Let's you know, give me your school bag. Mm-hmm. It's like, you piece of shit. It's like, <laughs> what? Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, no, I didn't have that, right? Yeah. And, and and I don't blame my mother for that because she's a single parent. She had to work twelve hours a day to you know put food on the table. And nowadays, and the the ratio of both parents working to provide for the kid climbed exponentially because. Mm-hmm. It's expensive to raise a kid. Yeah. Like, before, it's like, there's not, like, you know, years ago, it's like, it's not, you you didn't, you couldn't have a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad. Or, it's different now. The amount of money it costs to raise a kid now versus to raise a kid 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's different. But now, you're in a position where now you're employing kids, right? Yeah, yeah. And so... What is that difference that you see, though? Their level of entitlement where, you know, you hear the horror stories about, like, a kid going, I want to raise. You ask them, so what did you do? They respond, like, I showed up to work the last two years. <laughs> then you ask again, so what did you do? And he's like, I deserve a raise because I showed up. The minimum responsibility necessary to still have this job. That's an issue. Like, before... You wouldn't have demanded a raise, right? To just show up for work. Like, you need to have done something or you felt the need to sh- explain yourself, show yourself, prove yourself, right? To demand some level yeah, of raise. Yeah, yeah. And it's a different issue, but yeah, I can, I can see where you, there's a, there's a relationship between, uh, like a, a connection between that. It's just a way of like how, like, the way society and companies and companies and departments and employers and things like that have um, need to change. Like, um, not need to change, but is changing. It's like, when I was growing up, 
versus when my parents were growing up versus when my grandparents were growing up. When you come to the work, like you, myself, or even more so my, like my parents, it's like, look, your work, your job starts at eight, you finish at five. If you say like, oh, your job starts at eight, it starts at five. Like if for my parents is like, if your job starts at eight, you come in at seven. <laughs> your job finishes at five, you leave at you leave at six, six thirty. Mm-hmm. It's understood or is expected that you put in your eight. You, you know, it's more. It's not enough. You you do eight plus a little more, a little more, and that's how you. That's expected of you. Mm-hmm. This is of course it's not including like this hourly job is different. The difference in parenting too, because I don't know if you ever told your mom or your dad like, oh, I want to go. I want to get out of here, right, when you're young. And your parents are like, call CPS. I dare you. Oh, you mean like like, like leaving you your yeah, parents? Yeah, like, if, or if, or if they slapped you, like, oh, I'm going to call CPS. I'm going to call the cops on you. And then <laughs> and your parents are like, please do. See what happens to you. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It was like, I'll call CPS. It was like, I would like to see you try to make it to the fucking phone. There. Yeah, but the whole thing for us is like, do it. I was like, see how fucked up your life is going to be. Like, You want to live over here? You want to live with somebody else that doesn't give a shit about you? <laughs> up to you. But now, parents live in fear. Like, well, you can't tell anything to me, Barb. You can't hit me. You're, you know, like, these kids are dictating to the parents, right? Like, yeah. It's like, part of the issue with not respecting cops in general or authorities, they don't respect the parents. If you don't respect your parents, you don't got to respect nobody. This is an interesting subject that we might have to have another podcast mm. completely separate about <laughs> because it's not a simplistic but it's not from this generation like you cannot no it's this, not a, this, well, this generation you cannot like from yeah there's a part of me like you beat your kid we're gonna have to have a discussion about that you, you even using the terminology you beat your kid okay that, that's a different language altogether yeah i know i know what you mean yeah. but like but you know what i mean like there's there's distinct yeah. levels of like like punishment yeah like flat out beating a kid, yeah. Yeah. or like, or rolling over and just like, you know what I mean? Like just basically, and I don't, and I really, really, really don't want to like poke fun of any of those three things. To me, that's overly simplistic. I've experienced and I've seen all three of those things. Like for example, like my oldest brother, the relationship between my oldest brother and my dad was not good. I mean, it, it there's things that. I shouldn't talk about, but... That goes without saying. Like, there's going to be some deep-seated shit that's going to happen between your oldest brother, but how did he turn out? Like, what is he now? Yeah, my brother would... My brother's okay. He's not in prison. He's not a junkie. He's an upsetting person of, of, of the community. Is so, he successful? I mean, yeah, yeah, he's, o- yeah, he's okay. I, I, but, I, I mean, he's, he's done well for himself. But is it a result of what of what happened to him? Or is it in spite of what happened to him? Like I said, like I don't want to. I don't want to trivialize. That. I mean, it's oversimplistic to be like if then. Yeah, like and I said, like I said, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's something that we probably would need to like. Definitely something that's worth discussing. You were you the second oldest. I am the second oldest. They put well, the foot off the gas. On well, you? I would say like I would consider <laughs> myself very, my family very complicated. Just my parents alone. There's. At least two divorces, three marriages, uh, and a bunch of other relationships. So, um, like, I don't want to oversimplify it. No, yeah, yeah. So. I'm just trying to formulate. 
can we can we can dive into it. Yeah, yeah. we'll do it in the next podcast. We'll yeah. we'll see. We'll see how how things turn out. But <laughs> let's uh let's uh wrap this up, put a little bow on it, and then we will come back next time and we'll see what. Well, we got a lot of shit we got to do. It's, Spring training's in a few weeks, man. We've got, we got baseball. We got. Tennis. I bought a magazine already. You did? Oh, I gotta order my book. I, I haven't gotten my book. I haven't ordered my books yet. I bought a magazine. It's not up. It's not hundred percent up to date, but it's it's interesting. Do you think we're gonna have a full season this year? Yeah, it feels like it. I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be some bumps in the road. Early you think on. you think you're gonna have? Well, nothing like last year. Like where there's like nothing like like what the what the Marlins or the Cardinals did. They got lucky. I mean, I think it was lucky that they got to play double headers and all that kind of crap. I that, think, I think lucky, that was unfair. To be honest, I think it was lucky they got through a season, even if it was a sixty game season. Mm. Because but I personally think if you couldn't get your team in line, that would be a forfeit. True. That's my opinion. That yeah, is, we can talk about that. Yeah, I mean, but but I think they did good. It, I, yeah. I personally think like the ba- like baseball, major league baseball, or just baseball in general, was the sport that had the hardest obstacles because it was basically a season that ran through the the most extreme or the the most the most uh was well, the most experimental time. Well, the, the most difficult of of time. But I I would contend football is the roughest because they went through the winter, right? They went through cold. Well, football was a little bit... Football, I want to say, had the benefit because they weren't the first person... Their first... uh, The first sport... Or the second because it was the basketball team. Or the second sport. They, They actually got to sit back and watch how... Basketball went through it, and baseball went through it. They also got lucky that big-name players didn't get hurt for football. Sure. They weren't affected. Because some of the crappy teams were like, oh, you have no quarterback, so you're just playing with your third-string yeah. bitch. But, like, but with b- basketball, the benefit for basketball is like they start their season already started They got to go into a bubble. They got well, lucky because they could. Well, they had pre-COVID. They, yeah. they, they, their season already started, so they, they already were like, Almost halfway through the, because basically All Star Game was like February. That's yeah. when things started to take yeah. a turn, right? So half their season was was in the, in the books. Got, probably sixty percent, even more than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so their their half of their season was in, almost in the books. Baseball season didn't even like baseball season started as the outbreak began. Yeah. Right in spring training in May, in March, where things started to turn to shit, and. You know what I mean? And through the the first spike, the second spike, and even like almost the third spike, right? It was like in the fall or something. It, mm. it kind of ramped up again when it started to get colder and etc. Yeah. etc. Et but like, I think now they, with all that information, they should have the easiest time because they should understand like players don't go out stupid. I mean, like, oh, he, if, if you get caught, like, if you, if you get caught going to a strip club like James Harden. We put you on the shelf, right? I mean, yeah. I mean that's that's the thing. Now it's like, well, it yeah, it's it's now well now for this season, but like the um, it's still like as a quote unquote like as a business, mm. 
they're still gonna have to struggle because, like, okay, vaccinations have started, but it's not gonna be hundred percent. Is you know what I mean? They're not planning to finish like hit like optimal levels of vaccination till like maybe when the season's about to finish. Well, but in theory, <laughs> I mean, if 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 capitalism is alive and well, right? I mean, Major League Baseball, basketball can just buy shots at full price, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and maybe they need to buy it at full price just to support but, those companies, right? But again, it goes back then now it goes down to like NFL NFL yeah. NFL has had it the easiest, I think. To me, NFL had the easiest because they they got to watch how basketball and baseball Tried to find their way through. Basketball is the easiest because they just created a bubble and they went in it, right? I mean, that that was to me that was the easiest because well, there was zero travel, right? You either yeah. enter the bubble or you don't. So basketball kind of doesn't count because they were like, boop. Right yeah, there. yeah. I, I guess you're right. Basket. I, I take that back. Yeah, you're right because basketball is the easiest because they um they got to do the bubble thing and they didn't have to travel. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Whatever. And so and you also, left, you're and also gone, like right. Their revenue stream is not from the stadium. It's not from attendance, mm. right? They they have the smallest attendance yeah. because of just the way their stadiums is. They, 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 their 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 arenas only can house twenty to thirty thousand, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, big deal. It's <laughs> like that's not that's not where they make their money. Their the money is from merchandising and advertising and mm. and, and and cable and blah blah yeah. blah, blah blah whatever yeah. televised television and all that stuff. Um, baseball is a little bit different. Football a little bit different. Like yeah. baseball, a lot of like baseball is more attendance driven. Like they're not gonna make like their money comes from attendance, right? Yeah. Football a little bit more because of attendance. Well, stuff. I mean, but they but they only got eight shots at it, right? Yeah, true. Like, baseball has eighty one games to yeah recoup power. Yeah, I mean, like they go ups and downs, but football is. You gotta skin that cat in eight shots, right? That's yeah, but know. they, I mean, like, but, like, NFL is a little bit better because they have, like, they just, they've just done really, really well in, like, their television contracts. So, like, True. a lot of their money is made from, like, television contracts. You know well, baseball mean? has gone more regional, too, right? They went away from a national audience to a more well, regional audience. And and I think it's just the nature of like just the 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 sport itself because it's a 162 game season. So like it's individual team contracts with the with local television whatever, but yeah. it's still their money is tied into uh attendance because yeah. that's you know, that's where they're that's that's their niche because yeah. because of the, the the nature of the sport and the season. Yeah, because it's a hundred sixty two game season. They're gonna, you know, what I mean, it's like they're getting like three like three to five to whatever million people per team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So like they're gonna they're gonna like on their bottom line gets affected the most. Mm. And then they're talking about like how um, uh, they're talking about how. Like what they expect for advertise, like uh, attendance, and like how what kind of capacity they can have for their attendance, and so on and so forth. But they didn't. Con- I mean, but they didn't drop the. What's called this year, right? The um, their salary cap for baseball. No, no, no. I don't think so. 
Plus, they doled out 100, 330 million for a Tatis. Three, what, 340? Yeah. And he's giving 30 million to that one company. Oh, really? You see that? No, I didn't see that. He's giving at least. It, it's because I guess there's a company that they they bet on you, so they promote you. But then you sign when you're like 17 or 18. Oh, the sc- oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, you yeah, give yeah. like 1%. I, of that. I, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand that um, I've. That's a. That's a. It's a big issue with like a lot, a lot of these well, Latin American well, players. But no, but he was different than those Latin ones because the Latin ones they're like twenty percent of your contract. Yeah, like, I mean they got this one. I mean, home homeboy is giving up thirty million, but he's still making three hundred ten more. So, but like yeah. those other the the that baseball the. I, what do you think about that kind of stuff? Like that the whole idea because like like I. Man, watching those kinds of things, like those, the way those companies or the way the scouting organizations work and stuff like that, it it kind of puts a, a bit of a sour taste in my mouth because, like, yeah, we, they recruit these kids at like sixteen or younger, right? Fourteen, sixteen yeah. years old, right? And then they, you know, it's like we'll house you, you know, we'll house you, we'll 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 train you in our facilities, whatever, to become a a, a baseball prodigy, but um, in return, like all the money you make, <laughs> like we we take a five percent, ten percent, whatever percent mm. thing out of chunk out of it. And I I, I I I like as like if I was the parents or the family or or even that person that kid like. I can't imagine the kid making the decision. I'm assuming the parents are making the decision for the kid. See, but you're also... They're, what, what they're preying upon also is impoverished kids too, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, That's what I was saying. But, like... But... Can you remember being a 16-year-old or a 14-year-old? Like, you can't make fucking life decisions at that age. No, you can't. Right? <laughs> like, hey... You know, like, you're a 16-year-old. It's like, hey, uh... 20 years from now... No, because... No, but like in theory, go... We're, you know, we're going to put... You know, you're 16 years old. You know, we're going to put... $150,000 in your pocket right now. We'll give you all the equipment you need. We'll give but you whatever... Not even $150,000. Not even no, the but money. Like, but this is... I mean, I'm conceivably just like... You know, I'm just telling you. I'm, I'm pitching to you as a 16-year-old. I'm going to give you a car. I'm going to give you $150,000. I'll get you all your equipment. You get all the training facilities you want. When you turn pro... You're going to be like, oh, shit, I'm going to turn pro? You're going to give me 5% of everything you own. And you're going to be like, so you gave me 150000 in my pocket right now. I get all the resources available. I mean, even in a kid in Hawaii would probably say yes, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's a I mean, it's a poison pill contract, right? Oh, I mean, exactly. Because, like, as a 16-year-old, your, your, your perspective is, you're, you know, as a for perspective is like, yeah, uh, like... 12 years from now or 14 years from now is like you whatever like whatever you make 5% of it it belongs to us like to you you're thinking like holy fuck 15 years from now I'm a pro (laughs) well well, that not just that but I'm like that's more than my like that's double my lifespan right? yeah it's double my lifespan it's like that's that's so fucking far down the future that like 
you know what I mean, like, in perspective where you are, like, 15 years on the road, like, I haven't been on this earth 15 years from now. Mm. Like, you know, I haven't been on this earth for 15 years. That's so far, that's so long, you know, that's so mm. in the future. See, look, you give me money in hand, you give me opportunities right not now. Even, not even money in hand, because you're, like you said, they're, these guys are coming from, like, impoverished countries like Dominican, Venezuela, whatever. And and they're, they're like, look, we'll feed you, we'll clothe you. It's like, we'll, we'll teach you English or whatever we'll sometimes. We'll teach you English, yeah. we'll train you. You get to play baseball. That's all, it's like, yeah. what is my, and what do I have to do? Play baseball. Practice baseball all the time, right? You That's all you're going to do. You're right? going to play baseball. That's all you're going to do, play baseball. You don't even have to go, you don't go to school, you play baseball. <laughs> and it's like, and you're going to give me money for this? <laughs> It's like, and, uh, you know what I mean? It's like, do, is there anything else I have to do? It's like, no. <laughs> it's like, you just come, come with me. Come with me. It's like, this is your place. And I'm sure these places are, I'm, I'm guessing, I mean, they're, they're not dingy. I mean, it's they're, not they're, lu- probably, they're probably barely what they're living in already, yeah, right? It's I not mean, luxury, but I'm sure it's not dingy it's either. It's clean, it's good. It's like know. a fucking Holiday Inn or something. I don't know, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. You ever been to Holiday Inn? It's all right. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's small. Yeah, it's, it's all right. It's small. It's super fucking yeah. small. But anyway, but like, you know what I mean? But if you were in a third world country. When you're living like, with your parents and your grandparents and your kids. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you're going to. Yeah, it's like, this is your, this is where you're going to live. And they give you like a holiday in place. You're no, like, I, you would think it's like, holy shit, I hit the jackpot. No, but I'm even thinking about it with like. K-pop stars, because that's the same thing afforded to the same girls, right? The girls are 14, 13 years old, and it's like, sign up with my company, I make you pretty, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, same same principles, right? I mean, same, and... Again, and and you know what, too, and and not just the pressure from yourself, but, like, like thinking about, like, your parents and stuff like that, they're they're probably, you know what I mean? They're kind of thinking, too, it's like, man, if you got a shot... Like if you can make it and you can do it and you know what I mean if you if you hit the fucking proverbial jackpot, the parent you know as the parents are like home free baby where yeah. we don't have to work a day in our lives because we get out the hood too right yeah I mean, we get yeah. out the hood and stuff like that and and the 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 pressure on the kid like it becomes like the pressure exponential on the kid. yeah exponential is like. I get to take care of my parents. I, well, I have to, like, I have to make it because. Well, got, no, I'm just thinking it's like just even the just the the, the slight opportunity, the slight possibility that I hit it big, like, like you. I mean, as a kid, you want to, you know, you want to make your like as a kid, you want to make your parents happy. You know, like you want to, you, you want nothing but, but you want nothing but. Happiness for your for your parents, yeah, right. I mean, because that's your fucking world at yeah. that point, right? Your mom and dad and all that kind of stuff. The the idea that your your mom and dad are proud of you and happy, and you can take care of them instead of them taking care of you. Like the your your world, your world and everything is very small, mm. right? It's your parents, your siblings, and. Basically, it's it's family. It's yeah. your family, right? Yeah. I mean, generally speaking, right? So, I mean, again, this is the, this <laughs> should be another conversation. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's, no, it's interesting. But I mean, even even for 
you growing up as a middle class kid, you would gotta you would think about it. Right. Even to this very day, right? I mean, wouldn't you think about it? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like, if it's like, if I got a job where I can, like, I make enough, and then when everything is do- said and done, I can either retire or whatever, and then my parents have nary a care in the world. I'll just take care of my parents. My job is take care of my parents. My parents are happy. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Mm. Yeah? I mean, that's... <laughs> that... Especially for, I don't want to be racist about it, but like, as especially for an Asian, an Asian person, right? Mm-hmm. That's 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 that is the that is the tradition, right? Take mm-hmm. care of your kids, take care of your parents, or yeah. just basically your family. Like, take care of your kids, take care mm-hmm. of your parents, take care of your ancestors. Mm-hmm. So it's like even if your grandparents are around, mm-hmm. take care of them too. Like that's your job. It's like you live to. To provide for them. <laughs> hmm. So that's, I mean, the, <laughs> anyway, that's a, but, uh, <laughs> what was talking about? 162 game series. So, <laughs> you're gonna get, we're gonna get a, you think we're gonna get a 162 game season? I'm, I'm sure there's gonna be cancellations, there's gonna be periodic, I mean, teams are gonna There's gonna play. be cancellations, but there'll be makeups. Cause it looks like they're, it looks like they're sticking with the seven inning doubleheader bullshit. Hmm. I'm not a big fan. Personally, I mean, you should take the L. If you cannot control your team, and if your players are not accountable, you shouldn't affect another team. That's my, that's my, because... What if it's not your players, but, like, a staffer? I I feel like you've got to make your team accountable, because... Okay, aside from the the Dodger, Justin Turner... But we're gonna they, have we're gonna but but, but they that's they, what will be our next podcast. They, they, we'll talk about that. They, they played clean the entire year, right? They they bared down. They did everything they had to do to stay healthy. And what happens if the Cincinnati Reds, who were dicking around the whole time, had to play six back to back double headers against the Dodgers in the last week? Just totally screwing up your lineup. Do you know what I mean like? And the Dodgers did everything right, but they get screwed over in the end, right? And I don't know what teams. Would have been commensurate to that, but you know, you, you get what I'm saying. Right? Like, yeah, the Dodgers did everything right, and they get punished for it because this other team was dicking around, not them. Yeah, but I, I just, I think like if half of your team is is what you call infected with COVID, you lose the game. Yeah. <laughs> or you have a minor league to bring them back, but I mean, it, it can't be like, oh, we're gonna push it off until September and then. Now, now the Dodgers are back to back to back to back to back triple headers, right? <laughs> like, that's not fair. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we, <laughs> we've gone way the fuck over. But, um, I just, yeah, we we love talking baseball. So, um, <laughs> uh, do you do you consider? Okay, so like, I don't think we even. Dis- I don't know if we discussed this last last time. Mm. We did. Uh, so, do you do you consider Dodgers a legitimate World Series champion? Yeah, I mean they they need to win this year. I mean they do have like the best team. No, even but this like, year, yeah, this year. <laughs> but I'm talking about last year. Like, I give it to them because they were they they won with the hand they were dealt with, despite the fact they're the best team in the league. Well, you 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 already know you already know. Like, even though you're the best team in the league, that that doesn't make you a world. No guarantees, yeah. yeah. But but you also won with the hand you're dealt with, and you won again. So no asterisk. 
That's just basically the idea is like they didn't cheat. We can leave it at that, right? They didn't cheat. But to truly, you know, say they won, they got to win this year. Yeah. <laughs> they, so, so yes, they they aren't. Well, but it ensures their legacy. So like, wait, so that means there, there is a. I'm talking it, about it is it is an asterisk. You fucking liar. It, there, it is an asterisk then. It's not, but it is. It, it's weird. As a Dodger fan, because I, I love my Dodgers, yes. but let, let me let me pose this 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 piece of evidence. It was harder to win the World Series this year because of the additional playoff implications. Yeah. So because yeah. Yeah, yeah. because they added they they expanded the they expanded the playoffs. The the first round was a two out of three series. Yeah. And. The division winners had no advantage, mm. so there was an additional. It was a an, an additional playoff round. Mm-hmm. No matter if you were the best record or the worst record in the division series, whatever, you all started at the same place. Mm-hmm. And the only advantage you had was you played the 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 team that had the worst record that qualified for as a fan of baseball you understand that a two out of three division series means fucking nothing anything can happen yeah. anything can happen this is this is my statement I'll make if Tampa Bay had beaten the Dodgers I would have thought there's an asterisk because they won because of circumstances I don't also think that they're going to win next year either so for me when I say the Dodgers deserve to win with the hand they're dealt true the second one this year just assures that it yeah, proves it, that they deserve to win the previous well, one. Well, if the Dodgers win this year, then it kind of then it affirms like the the it um, creates dynasty. Like yeah, that's happen. what that's that, what that, I was gonna say. That, that's what I mean. Yeah, so it's like then you would say it's like okay, now now it's not just a, a world. Series it wasn't winner, a fluke because they played short. It's but it's, it's a yeah. dynasty. Yeah, because to me, Tampa Bay ain't gonna win like this. They're not gonna get close to this. They got lucky because they got hot. Well, that's the difference between like a World Series winner and then you're talking about like a franchise dynasty. To me, this just creates this level of a dynasty with the Dodgers versus uh, well, like the Braves got close, but the Braves never the won. Braves World won. Series. The Braves won one. They should have won more, but that's what says they, the Yankees created the dynasty. So, so yeah. do you consider the Braves a dynasty? Oh, to the World Series, but not, not, not World Series dynasty. <laughs> no, but I mean, but like that franchise was it a was it a, a, a they were a winning franchise. Period. I mean, you cannot say that they was, were. Do you consider them like a, a franchise dynasty? No, because because they didn't win world. They didn't win the ultimate prize. They got to. They did win one. One, one, one in fourteen years. That's, yeah, but I mean, like, but because they were at the, they made it to the World Series. Like I think was it four times. Mm. See, but it's hard to count them as a dynasty when you had a true dynasty of the Yankees actually winning. Well, the I mean, that's that's a rarity. I would say that happens once or twice a generation. Well, I mean, this could be the Dodgers right now. They're they're relatively young and they're talented, right? And they rebuild. Well, they're rebuilding on the it's, fly. Yeah, it's. I would. They got lucky with Mookie Betts. In conclusion, I mean, you get, when you get a generational talent to be like. Oh, here's Mookie Betts. <laughs> well, they have a, they've had generational talents, and I would mm. consider, you would consider Clayton Kershaw a generational. Well, they needed offense. <laughs> you can't win one zero. As a Braves, fa- as a Braves fan, you understand. You can't win Jay Jerry Maddox, Allen. Tom Glavin, John Smoltz, Steve Avery, Steve Avery. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> exactly. You got to score. 
at least one run, you know. It'd be, yeah, all you have to watch is the uh, Minnesota Twins uh, Atlanta Braves World Series, oh, man. God, Jack Morris, I hate you so bad. But, I mean, like, how many, I mean, that was the most 1-0 fucking wins I've ever seen. Right? It wasn't, was, wasn't it like, like wasn't it like the game was determined, like, three games were determined yeah. 1-0. And John Smoltz, I mean, he went to the limit with Jack Moore, and like, Jack Moore's old man, 150 years old, man. Hey, you know and what? he dealt, it, man. He yeah. Was dealing. Um, he was just pitching and defense and scoring enough runs to yeah, do something, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, the, it wasn't an offensive powerhouse, but that was a solid team. That was a solid team. I mean, rarely you're going to have a team that's going to have, like, all three. All three characters. The balance, yeah. The balance of, like, solid offense, solid pitching, solid defense. Jeter, Posada, Bernie Williams, and Andy Pennant. <laughs> Clemens. And Mariano. CC Sabathia, yeah. Mariano Rivera. Messina. You I feel bad. I feel bad for Messina. Why? He's a Hall of Famer. Barely. Hey. Messina was one of my... F- I was a fan favorite of Messina. Yeah. He was one of those guys that's like, yeah, he's... I feel Misina is going to be uh, Mike Trout's going to be like like generational talent, but he'll never win a World Series unless he goes someplace. He could almost tarnish his legacy if he leaves. Mike Trout. If he goes to the Yankees, even I would still like, identify even like, him as even a, like his like thirty like when he turns thirty four, thirty five, like in the twilight of his mm. career, because that's when his that's when his contract's going to wipe his, his contract's going to. Yeah. Like, I think his contract ends when he's, like, 35 or 36. Yeah. Because that's, like, Wade Boggs. Remember Wade Boggs? Wade Boggs won the World Series as a Yankee. But nobody thinks of him as a Yankee. He's a Red Sox. I know, but still, like, he got his ring as a Yankee. Which which just twists. You know that, right? I know, but, I mean, like, mm. but you got to be, I mean, you got to feel, I mean, you got to root for the guy at that point, right? He couldn't have been a better player. That would be like if Don Mattingly went to the Red Sox and the Red Sox won. I don't well, know. Don Mattingly, like, it would have hurt people's feelings, right? He had, like, he had to be. He had to be. He was a generational oh, Yankee. Yeah. If, if, went to if, the Red Sox, won the World Series. Like, no, you're still a Yankee, bro. Well, like, like, like for like if Kershaw actually won the World Series, but um, he was with another team. Yeah, I, I'm glad Kershaw won. He's a unanimous Hall of Famer. It's not even a question. I felt like he got a bad rap. Because of the whole, like, we've had a discussion about this, like, being a gamer and kind of thing. Greg Maddox was garbage trash in the World Series. Yeah. I mean, so, it just so happens, I mean. But he, but, like, Greg Maddox was trash in the World Series, but Braves wouldn't have gotten to the World Series without yeah. him bringing him to the World well, Series. Oh, I mean, Kershaw is a dominant talent that he's pretty gonna, pretty much gonna give his left shoulder to the Dodgers. I mean, all those well, years he that he didn't fucking win. fucking back already. His right, back I mean, is, like, garbage already at this but point. But he, he's given it all. So th- this was just the, the crowning achievement, the cherry on first, top. First round Hall yeah. of Famer? Oh, yeah. Whew. I mean, he's he's got numbers beyond everybody, I mean. He might be the last 300-game winner. Well, if he survives 300 Well, I mean, like, I think he's gonna... I think they're going to give him a couple more years. I, if they give him a couple more years, then he'll hit 300. What is he at now? I don't like know. High 200s. Is he at high 200s? Oh, well, 260, be, 270? He'll be the last 300 game winner. I mean, there are no workhorses to this There's no 25 anymore. game winners or 20 something game winners. Yeah, winner. I thought he was only in like the low 200s. To me, like, even if he gets to 250, he's a Hall of Famer. Right? Because Pedro was like 212 and he went to the Hall of Fame, so. Pedro hit 300. Wins? Pedro Martinez? He was a 300 game winner, bud. What? Yeah. 
He won it with the uh, Mets. Oh, am I wrong? I am fucking way wrong. Okay, Kershaw is not even a 200 game winner. Like I said, if he gets a 250, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Well, actually, you know, I might be wrong. Is the strikeouts? Oh, he's probably like at least three thousand. He's something. like twenty five hundred right now. He well, he's getting three thousand easy. Yeah, so I, I don't. So he's not going to get three hundred wins, but he'll get three thousand strikeouts. Two two hundred fifty two hundred fifty wins, three thousand strikeouts, sub three ERA in this era. That's an automatic Hall of Famer. I mean, even at this point in his career, he's still getting sub three ERA. Wait, try, try to look at Pedro's one. I'm, I'm intrigued. I really, I think he had three hundred wins. No, he played until. Yeah, he's a three hundred. He's a three thousand strikeout guy. Oh, that's see the wins are hard. Yeah, towards the end because like, like uh, wins because at wins the are end, subjective. You cannot control wins, right? Well, not just that, but like the era of the workhorses, like the the nine inning, eight inning, seven inning uh, pitchers gone, gone. <laughs> gone. Especially now, like in the past, what three four years, like for Kershaw, he's like he was he was a six inning <clears throat> pitcher. I know Bauer said he wanted to go four days rest. You can go four days rest if you throw those six innings. To be honest, like Dodgers will do that. I think Dodgers could 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 uh, if they have him. if they have enough middle relief. Now that they signed him, like now they have like too many starting pitchers. So Arias might be the 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 fifth starter. Hmm. So that means it's Gonsolin and May. And Gratterall and whatever. Gratterall and all all those. Well, Gratterall's like a one pitching guy, but like I'm talking about like like multi inning guys. Like so, um, Gonsolin, Tony Gonsolin is like a two three inning guy, mm. and Derek May. Derek May is like there's no room for him now because mm. Price is back. What's gonna happen to a pitcher who hasn't pitched for a year, even if he hasn't been hurt? Like you know, okay, one thing is like yeah, so shoulder injuries. Tommy John or whatever, like you can't pitch for a year. Mm. That's because you're injured. Yeah. But if you haven't pitched because you just chose not to pitch, what we're gonna find out when you play softball this year, huh? That's fucking softball. <laughs> you want to play softball this year? <laughs> I, I, somebody already texted me. You guys want to play Okinawa League? I'm like, fuck you. Nah. Oh, this is like 14 inch. This is nah. like Makuli League I, bullshit. I know, it's just well, it's interesting because you're gonna see people come back, right? You're gonna be like. To be honest, like I'm not going to be able to do what I could do before. Father but, Time is undefeated. Well, not just that too, but like you're not do you haven't played like period played period, right? I did buy a tee though. Really? Yeah, I hit I hit into it twice. I'll I'll be honest with you because like even like like this past I I noticed like like um like muscle like muscle mass wise. Mm. Like I've lost weight. But I'm it's not I'm sure it's not the good kind of lost weight, it's just lost because loss of muscle mass kind of thing. We're we're gonna find out for ourselves firsthand, right? Like, oh if you go back to play softball, right? Like how am I gonna feel? Like, I haven't pitched in fucking over a year. Hey, like you wanna play softball yet? I'm like, I don't wanna play golf. I still wanna <laughs> play softball. To be honest, I still wanna play I miss playing softball. I miss the camaraderie. I don't know if I miss the I miss both. But I think it's because like I've never Played in like as competitive leagues as you can. Yeah, I mean, but I still, I mean, I because I, 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 I love playing softball, but I don't want to be super competitive. Is that does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, because I, I, I don't want to be super competitive anymore. <laughs> I want to, I want to come up to bat. I want to fucking hit ball. You know what I mean? I want to walk up to bat and hit, 
I want to pitch. I want to field. I want to do all that kind of shit. Hmm. But like, I'm not gonna be like, don't miss the the the, the competitiveness of of like, like, you know, the angry mm. competitiveness of it. But like, yeah. but like, I want to fucking hit. I want to, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I want to do that kind of shit. Like, I want to I want to test my skill against somebody's pitching and shit like that. Mm. It's like, oh, this guy's pitch, and I fucking lace it or personal competitive. I guess it would be the word. I do feel that, but trust me, I can find competition in anything, so yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like I have I have strange levels of competition, so it doesn't matter to me where I can start competing with anything. So that's why like, if I start golfing I know my my competitive juices will ramp up. <laughs> I mean I I know that for a fact because like I, I expect to be pretty decent at it already. Yeah. So it's just I don't want to get into it too quickly because I was like, I don't want to act like I'm going to be really good really fast because yeah, we, we crammed like about three fucking podcasts in this one, but uh, yeah. like, we'll wrap we'll wrap it up now. It's like we'll try to we'll try to make it a little more frequent now. But uh, it's up to you, man. I'm I ain't got shit to do. Oh, actually, we haven't even talked about like yeah, we've been we in the meantime we've been pounding some um, Yellowstone Select Bourbon Whiskey, so we got to bring that kind of like drinking thing back. So it's a well, it's just interesting why they name it Yellowstone, right? Yeah, which is unusual. I've been enjoying it this whole this whole podcast. Though. Yeah, and ninety three proof. Woo! It's got a good buzz. <laughs> we haven't stood up yet. <laughs> this could get interesting. <laughs> it's been tasty though. I mean, like we haven't like it, we've been slowly just drinking it. It's good. Not too shabby. Not too bad a price point, right? 40, yeah, 40 something. forty three, forty five. Especially for a ninety for like a forty six. Yeah, five. Proof. Yeah, ninety proof. Wasn't a you want to no. last cost? Uh, it's um the burn was in a very strict burn. It's, probably, it's easy sipping. It was it was easy nice sipping. sipping, you know. So maybe we'll bring that back again a little bit. Like <laughs> do some do some. Uh, I know, like originally we like years ago we started like this started off as like a drinking kind of podcast. It also depends when we. I mean, we can schedule different days to do it too, right? Well, we'll see. And I was like, yeah, maybe we'll. Uh, I'll definitely probably need some if we do the the vax the vaccine podcast. We'll probably be hurting. <laughs> but we need something to take a little hair of the dog. Take the edge off. We'll take the edge off. Mm. Anyway, well, it's been great. Uh, it's good, good uh. to be back. So uh, for Palhana, this is Neil. Wow, I'm standing up. It's pretty awesome. All right. (laughs) See you next time. Bye. Dude, this is like half a bottle, man.